Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley, or check out the show notes of each episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 180 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. We're super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a podcast about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today, we are going to be reviewing an article entitled, Why the Most Powerful Forces in Society Want You to Be Single, Childless, and Selfish. And uh, naturally, as as an article on the uh, childless movement, as well as the singleness movement that has um, often that is often pervasive in the country uh, today, this is naturally an article that we want to review uh, on this show. As if you've been listening to to us for any length of time, you probably know that we are huge proponents and fans of marriage and family, as well as uh, probably it not being a good idea for you to pursue a life of single singleness and childlessness uh, for a number of reasons, not only for your health, but also for the health of the coming generations. Um, So really excited to review this piece. uh, And I will include the link to the original article in the show notes if you're interested in reading it for yourself. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it. It says in the midst of the Me Too movement hysteria with everyone fixated on Aziz and Asari's bad day and Brett Kavanaugh's phantom gang rape trains, researchers at Morgan Stanley had a very different focus. They were concerned, as you might imagine, about the financial ramifications of of the modern feminist movement. So they sent an analysis to their corporate clients looking into the economic impact of this new wave feminism that was overtaking the country. Here was the top line conclusion. Quote, by 2030, Morgan Stanley wrote, Morgan and Stanley wrote, more than 45% of working women aged 25 to 44 in the United States will be single. Uh, and again, I'd like to pause here and just say that is a projection. Projections are not always accurate. That is what they measure will happen in the future based on current data. Uh, so that is not a measurement uh, of, of what the actual rate is uh, for women ages 25 to 44 when it comes to singleness. Um, That is a projection. What I will tell you is a measurement is that less than half of adults, 49% of adults ages 18 and older in this country are married. So less than half are married. Um, I don't know what the exact statistic is on what number of those are single. 
But I do know that we have in this country pushed the marriage age further and further back. We've postponed it later and later into life. The average age of first marriage for women in this country is 27, and the average age of first marriage for men in this country is 29 to 30. So uh, we've pushed it back almost a decade from what it was in 1960 when men and women on average got married around 21, 22, or 20, really 21 and 20 and 21 in some cases. So we've pushed it back really far. Less people are getting married. And I don't know if more people are being single, but I do know that the younger generation is having less sex than ever before, uh, thanks to the rise of pornography and virtual intimacies, uh, such as OnlyFans and things like that. But what I, what I will tell you, all those are very sad statistics. But what I will tell you is, and something this, this should hopefully encourage you, is that projections are not measurements of what is actually going on. As I said a second ago, they are uh, guesses. They're educated guesses, but they are not 100% true. For example, uh, a while ago, there was a projection that was done uh, on the divorce rate in this country reaching 50%. And that's commonly said as fact. It's commonly said as an actual measurement, when in reality, uh, that is not an actual measurement. That was a projection made um, that people assumed would become correct. And I don't actually know if that is correct or not, but what I will be able to tell you, I looked this up actually just a couple weeks ago with Landon on the show, is that the actual divorce rate in the state of Ohio, which is the state that I'm from, is about 2.6 to 3 people out of every 1,000 people will get a divorce, are currently divorced. Now, what the, and you might think, well, that's an extremely low number. Not many people have divorces, but what that also does not take into consideration is the fact that 1,000 people includes everyone, even children, unmarried, um, you know, it doesn't matter, even people who are not married, it includes. So you, it, it, the divorce rate is higher than, you know, 2.6 out of every 1,000 uh, married couples, but um, it is still, I would imagine, lower than 50%. So um, that's that's an encouraging piece of information for you guys. Just keep in mind that projections are not measurements. And just because that's of the guess does not mean we're powerless there. We have the choice to pursue health, a healthy life for us. And for most people, that is um, marriage and family and, and bearing children. So yeah, uh, continuing on, it says the economic impacts Morgan Stanley predicted would be significant. They quoted one researcher saying, we find that single women outspend the average household shifting spending profiles toward categories most poised to benefit from the demographic graphic growth in single women with rising incomes. Those categories include apparel, automotive, entertainment, and dining. Like most research that consultants charge millions of dollars to produce, none of that is terribly surprising. When women don't get married, they tend to climb the corporate ladder where they earn money and they don't ha- that they don't have to spend on kids. So that that is one hundred percent true. I do agree with that. If you're not having children, uh, if you're not that, then you're probably going to invest more money. Not in the next generation or your own family, but in yourself. Because if you don't, if you're not married and you don't have children, you don't have a wife or you don't have a spouse, a husband or uh, children to provide for. You don't have a family to invest in. And therefore, all of that money tends to be invested in yourself. And a lot of people might say, well, that's a great way to live. What sounds wrong with that? And I would say, well, it sounds like a really fun life if a shallow one. Um, but really, I think there's a, there's a joy that, be, that is found in giving especially giving to those who are closer to you than anybody else that cannot be replicated by any amount of frivolous pursuits on an individual front. So it doesn't matter how much money you spend in the pursuit of happiness for yourself, you will never get the intrinsic reward that you get, uh, 
from provide from giving to a husband and your own children and investing in a, in, a, in your money in a community. And one of the things that I'm most excited about for my adult life is actually investing in things that bring people to me. Not only things that benefit my wife and benefit my children, obviously those are, you know, the number one, creating a nice house space for them, uh, bringing them and bring home enough money for them to eat well and for them to have nice things, but also to invest in the property that we're going to buy so that people are actually drawn to our, our house and our estate. And hopefully that instead of spending money on things that, you know, go away, uh, I I would argue that it's a great idea to spend money on things that bring people to you. So for example, uh, you know, instead of investing in, you know, a nice, um, toy for yourself, a nice adult toy, some kind of lawnmower or tractor, or, and again, there's nothing wrong with these things. I'm just throwing out, you know, ideas, instead of investing in, uh, for example, a new car or something like that, you could take that money and invest it in, let's say, a pool or a bonfire or a gazebo and put that, create a, a really just a nice uh, recreational sort of um, facility around your home environment. And what that does is it provides you with opportunities to actually entertain people and bring those people to you. And again, I want to go back and say there's nothing wrong with buying cars, buying nice cars and buying tractors and things like that, because all of those things can be used for other people and, and often are. I'm just saying that it, that should always be the goal. In other words, what you spend money on should always uh, go back to serving other people, helping other people, because again, there is an intrinsic reward there that you will not be able to get just by serving yourself. In addition to this, I would say we're called as followers of Jesus. Since this show is for young believers, you're probably a believer in Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was very clear during his public ministry on the earth that we we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. that we are to uh, lo- love even our enemies and invest in people rather than just ourselves. So that's what he spent his whole life on this earth doing was investing in other people and serving other people, C- coming to earth not to serve or not to be served, but to serve others, which is, I would argue, what our calling is as well. So hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. Uh, moving on with the article, it says that the Morgan Stanley Report and several others like it put all the big brands on notice that they should take a proactive role in ensuring that more women become career driven instead of getting married and having kids. And I would say, well, why they're doing that, why the Morgan Stanley said that big brands should, you know, focus on getting women to work instead of become mothers is that they, because women, women spend more money. When they are single, as Morgan Stanley just pointed out, there's going to be more economic and commercial growth uh, for with single women. So, of course, they're going to encourage women to remain single and unmarried. Of course, that uh, the, all of the big corporations that you can think of will be fans and proponents of permanent singleness and childlessness uh, because that makes them more money. And again, businesses are driven by financial growth. Um, so that does make sense. Again, though, I'm not saying I definitely don't think that's a recipe for a healthy life. Uh, on the individual level, uh, we're on the corporate level. I think that the the nuclear family is the best thing that ever happened to society in this country, and that without that, we fall apart at a micro level. Our smallest building block falls apart, and therefore, that creates large scale structural, um, you know, lack of integrity, and it really destabilizes the country in a number of levels. So, just because there's financial growth with, with by when you encourage women to remain single and childless 
does not mean that that is in the end what is going to benefit this country the most. It says Facebook, Apple, and other big tech companies began offering to freeze eggs of female employees. That is not for any medical reason. Reason They're offering it purely so that women don't get pregnant and take maternity leave. Again, that's out of an economic growth mindset. Most companies have also started paying out-of-state abortions, and that's all been widely reported. Of course, they're going to do that again because they are trying to keep money flowing from these women's pockets to stimulate the economy. Uh, so the less, the more that you can encourage women to remain childless, uh, the better it is for you if you are a business. Now, again, um, I'm, I'm going. I keep going back to this. This is clearly this article is clearly a hit on. Um, big scale corporations encouraging women not to have children. And I think that is a huge uh, truth that we need to realize. And of course, um, it's something that is not often discussed. Uh, we, you know, oftentimes the opinion we can on this show, we talk about the opinion of Generation Z, the young kids, the young folks, and their minds turning and their eyes turning away from marriage and family and more into the world of autonomy and individualism and selfish pursuits. But we don't often talk about the corporate world. What do corporations actually want for their female employees? And I think this article is, you know, making quite a few good points for the case that uh, corporations want women to stay single and childless. Um, and really it's truly sad to me and again the beauty of the beauty of america specifically uh, and other countries too but I'm, i can speak from america because i live here and i know how it works is the consumer of a product that a business supplies is not powerless in the direction of that company so for example if you do not like the fact that corporations are encouraging women to remain single and childless what you can do uh, if you are a woman is not meet that demand you have the power there if they're going to try and um, incentivize you to uh, you know remain single and childless you don't have to work for that company they need workers you do not have to work with them you can find a company that does not create any uh, incentives for you to remain single and childless. Another thing that you can do, and this is something that you can do if you're not a male or a female, is that if you know a company is encouraging uh, people to remain single and childless, you can simply, you know, do the old good fashion, good old fashioned boycott and not shop or or consume whatever product or service that company is offering. Offering, and instead, you can take your business to somewhere who actually supports uh, families overtly and openly there are companies that do that for for example focus on the family the 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 name is in the in the name i guess uh, they definitely support families they're a great company that you can support there are lots of them that actually support uh, pregnant moms and things like that those are great companies to shop at those are great companies to give your dollar to again uh, one, one of the things that Steven Crowder says a lot that I really like is he says, vote with your dollar. If somebody is not having policies that you don't like, you do not have to support them. And what happens is if you get enough people doing that, they actually have to change their policies if they want to keep their businesses afloat. So that's the, that's the idea of the boycott that's, that's been tested, you know, time and time again. And I think it's, I think it's a good idea. Um, it says that what hasn't the article back to the article, it says what hasn't been covered in is the extent to which influencers and celebrities, most of them now beholden to large corporations, are now opening, openly campaigning all at once for women to remain single or to become single again if they made the mistake of getting married. Um, that is very true. Sadly, a lot of people online, there's a movement going around that there, I, I believe there was an, an ex-porn star, which by the way, you should probably not be taking advice from an ex-porn star if you want a uh, sexual life that is you know, only involving two people. If you believe in monogamy, a porn star 
is probably not going to be the best person for you to take advice from. But she went on, she went famous on the internet for saying recently that, um, you know, if your husband does something you don't like, just leave him. That was her, that was her, that was her overtly, explicitly said statement. And then she put that on TikTok and got a, a massive response from it, which sadly, um, you know, I'm sure she did that for clickbait and I'm sure she did that to get views. Uh, and sadly it worked and she went viral for it. Uh, fortunately, not all the feedback was positive and a lot of people lashed back about that because it really is an absurd thing to say. There's no point in a marriage if you can just exit at any time for whatever reason you want. The point of a marriage is basically saying I'm locking myself into this covenant into this this agreement to work any issue out with you because uh, I believe it's that's what is required for a, a healthy relationship if you think that you know all relationships are just going to be sunshine and, and roses and that you can leave the second anything gets hard then you will never encounter what it is like to have a good relationship because all relationships encounter problems and you have to be willing to work through those problems if you want to make it to your goal so again i, I use the analogy a lot of if you want to be good at a sport um, you need to be you need to have the tenacity and the perseverance to stick it out through difficult times or you will never be good at that sport no matter how much you like the sport if you're not willing to stick around through the problems you will never be good at that sport there has to be a willingness to stick around through the difficulties and the same thing applies to marriage marriage is saying if i want the best the closest most intimate relationship possible between a man and a woman then i am going to have to lock myself into this covenant with you no matter what and work out any issue that comes up that's what is required to have the closest relationship possible between a man and a woman. And I would argue it's a goal that is worth having. And it's a goal that is worth it in the end, no matter how hard it is during certain times, it is absolutely worth it to pursue in spite of the difficulties. Um, so again, really like this article on a number of levels, like that it's pointing the finger at the corporate world and saying basically that they're encouraging young women to remain single and childless purely because it benefits them monetarily. Um, and I think that there are, as I said, serious problems with that as it destabilizes the country and removes the smallest building block of health, which I would argue is the nuclear family. All right, guys, that is where we are going to wrap up this episode. If you enjoyed the content you heard in this episode, reach out and let me know what you thought of it through the link in the show notes. You can send me a personalized audio voice message giving me thanks, comments, questions, feedback, and alternate perspective, your story, anything at all. We would love to hear those. It makes us feel super connected to you guys as audience members, and it makes the podcasting system two-way. You can also follow the Restoring Report podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you're interested in the content we post there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.